When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tents. I'm your host, Scott Thelman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. Uh, an article in an online publication I read oh, quite a while ago sort of stirred up a small storm of controversy on forums and in social media. An author uh, suggested that hobbyists should take, with a grain of salt, advice from those who apparently don't have an aquarium or even any kind of body of work to fall back on particularly those who have this like guru-like status on the forums. Now, while fundamentally his assertion is pretty sound, people who claim that their way is the only way need to have something more than words to back up their claim. I think that rubbed a number of readers who read that piece wrong. And what, what did it was the assertion that people who offer advice and ideas don't seem to show pics of their successful aquariums in their articles or posts and stuff like that. It's interesting. I think I kind of know what he was hinting at, perhaps in a more direct and less nuanced way. It, to me, it looks like in that you know firestorm of criticism that was surrounding this, uh, this article, that readers might have slightly misinterpreted what he was getting at. I think his point was not that everyone who's proffering advice has to show an awesome tank or spawning results or years of aquariums to back it up. I think, or I'd like to think, that what he was getting at was that people with dogmatic, you know, my way or the highway kind of attitudes that are, you know, condescending towards everyone doing things differently need to offer up some evidence supporting their claims. And I have to admit that I disagree with any absolute statement that suggests you must have this epic tank in order to have a different opinion or offer advice. I do agree, however, that anybody asserting that they're right and everyone else is wrong should offer some tangible evidence to support their theory. You know, a picture of a healthy, successful aquarium, you know, utilizing your method, your technique, your equipment, whatever, is a start, but it's not necessarily the whole evidence, the whole or only evidence that we should require. I remember a piece that I wrote uh, in a perhaps a more gentle tone called The Danger of Regurgitation right here on the tint some time ago, and I think I brought this topic up a few times, in which I basically offered a sort of a similar sort of warning. But I was a little more specific, perhaps less sophisticated. Basically, it was be wary of arrogant people. Uh, one only, you know, needs to look back on recent uh, reef aquarium history. I say the first decade of the 2000s to see a graphic example of what this author was probably alluding to. Uh, keeping sand beds versus bare bottom tanks where a tremendous amount of arrogance took over common sense. And a sort of gang mentality broke out on the internet, be it those who supported the idea of a sandbed or those who were against it. It got really ugly. We called it the sandbed wars. And I think we learned a few, you know, thing or two about them, more so socially than perhaps technique-wise, because there are valid points on both sides, extremely valid points. And, um, you know, that's another topic for another time, but there's completely, you know, polarized opinions on this thing. That's fine. Now, Getting back to what we're talking about here, during the course of your aquarium keeping career, you'll probably meet a lot of different people who are also into fish. I mean, that's what we do, right? Many of these people are going to offer some advice. Some is some is welcome, some is unsolicited, and some is not so welcome. I've noticed this since 
we've been in business as well. People tend to come and consult with you, even if you're not asking for it. It's a good and bad aspect of aquarium keeping or aquatic business. You know, fellow hobbyists are always willing to help. It's kind of cool. The problem is some people are not all that helpful and can even prove detrimental to your enjoyment of the hobby, which is really important. Not that this podcast was meant as an addendum to the somewhat controversial piece that I talked about from a while back, but it may offer some thoughts that are perhaps uh, express some parallel sentiments, albeit in a less dogmatic way. The bottom line is this. You have to be downright careful about who you let in your home or aquarium envelope to check out your tank and render advice. It's not rocket science, but in this internet-fueled, everyone knows everything because of Google age, it's pretty important to grasp. I've actually classified, because this is what I love to do, right, the types of hobbyists who dispense advice and perhaps make you feel bad, uh, ones that you'll run into now and again. These are, of course, generalizations, but they seem to be somewhat accurate based on my decades of experience in this hobby. Number one is what I call the diverter. Now, diverters are really cool people. They come into your house, they check out your tank, and they totally distract you from the direction that you're headed. These are amazing people that have a tendency to offer, you know, corrections, attempting to show you a better way, and I use that in air quotes, or something that you need to do, usually something that they strongly believe in. These people are well-intentioned, no doubt, but they really tend to steer you off course in strange, sort of vicarious fashion. Diverters send, you know, tend to send you into a direction that you never really intended, and not always for the better. They may be amazing aquarists, DIY kind of people, but don't let them and all their clever ideas make you think for a moment that anything that you're doing is any less amazing. These are usually pretty charming people. Just be wary of them. The second class of character you might run into in the hobby out there is what I call the deviant. Now, fortunately, this is not a hobbyist that you'll encounter very often. You probably won't invite this person into your home, but they're out there. Deviants seem to have all the cool ideas, and they talk a real big game. And they're lucky enough to get away with some less than smart decisions in their fish keeping, so they're always willing to send you down directions that are risky and very contrarian. I've been called a deviant in terms of my thinking, Of course, I'm not a jerk, so it's different. Although I'm a big fan of doing things your own way, I'm less interested in doing things that somebody else was lucky to get away with. If you find yourself continuously making bad moves every time a deviant pays you a visit, you better steer clear of these people. The other person that you run into now and again, the other personality type, is what I call the taunt. Now, this type of hobbyist never seems to let you live down your errors or mistakes. You know, remember when you tried to keep all those resbora in your discus tank? How well did that go? You know, stuff like that. Now, don't let these people pull you back to the mistakes that you might have made. What are they doing that for? Why? What, what do these people do that for? To help you better understand yourself or to express their own insecurities? Everybody screws up in fish keeping. That's part of the game here. If you've messed up, it simply means that you've learned how not to do something, right? Was that Thomas Edison quote where I said, I didn't fail a thousand times, I figured out a thousand ways not to make a light bulb, something like that. Same kind of mindset, right? Just keep moving forward. You're okay. Then there's what I call the hater. Unfortunately, we all know a few of these people. They usually lurk on forums and, you know, social media um, posts and so forth. They're ready to strike. They want to be respected and they want to be admired by the fish keeping community for having like a great tank or whatever, but they don't seem to want to do any of the work to get there. Rather, they simply want to put down the work being done by everybody else. These are decidedly negative people, but they can sort of motivate you in a weird way. Just don't be like them. Share ideas, successes, failures, and render help to others based on your experience. 
Use these negative thinkers to be anti-hater in the aquarium world. We need more anti-haters. And that goes back to something that uh, a dear friend, Jake Adams, brought up in his awesome podcast um, called Reef Therapy, which if you don't listen to, you're just missing out on just a huge thing. You can find it pretty much everywhere you get uh, your podcast. He talked about, you know, we don't share enough about the aquariums that uh, are not looking so perfect. We don't show the algae. We don't show, hey, my tank's looking bad. We don't, we're afraid. And we need not be afraid. This criticism, you know, the fear of haters really holds you back because part of the, the beautiful thing is showing your aquarium warts and all is very motivating to a lot of people. And it's inspiring in the coolest sort of way. You just have to put yourself out there and really not care. I've talked about this before. I just don't give a shit about what other people think about me or my, my tanks or whatever. It's really important to get that because it gets awful quiet in your head when you think that way. Something to really think about. Getting back to what we're talking about here, though, let's, the other archetype or personality type that you run into is what I call the instant gratification specialist. Yeah, the internet aquarium keeping community abounds with these people. It kind of ties into what we talked about. They're the ones who put you up those, you know, they put up those crazy mega priced build threads on the forums that leave everybody in awe. And some people feeling that, you know, bad that they're mere mortals and can't afford the 500 gallon aquarium. Now, these people often have the stated goal of building a tank that gets named, you know, tank of the century or whatever, as if that offers some legitimacy or cred to their existence in the hobby. Again, I'm not hating on build threads that are inspiring that are started by genuinely excited hobbyists who want to learn and help others. That's a different breed of cat. But these instant gratification people seem to have very little patience for anything but instant gratification. This will be evident in the speed in which the tank seems to come together and the outlandish purchases that are posted regularly in their build threads. These people want to be liked. They're fun to be around in that respect, but oddly sad in another respect. Many of them want to be part of something bigger, they just don't know what. They think they could buy their way in or whatever. The reality is that many of these people would just be awesome friends embraced by fellow hobbyists if they would just put their heads and hearts in the right place. Help these people. Reach out to them. Be friends with them. They're good people. The other personality type, the final one we'll cover here, is what I call the buzzkill. Okay, everybody's seen this type of a chorus. These guys just have a dark cloud following them and they seem to want to pull others into the cloud bank with them. A lot of them are like extreme DIY guys who spend vast amounts of time and money trying to come up with something, you know, that's fancy and an automated way of doing the, the most basic of tasks. And when these things fail to do the job, they blame luck. Maybe they're unlucky, but they're almost always possessed by a, why is this happening to me attitude? Many of these people feel that the basics of aquarium husbandry just don't apply to them because they know a better way to do it. They know the hack. I don't know why I'm having this algae issue. My automatic constant frozen food feeder and homemade fertilizer system are working, but all of my parameters are off. The auto water conditioner and changer keeps sticking on me. You know, that kind of mindset. And the computer that controls my RODI membrane assessment keeps telling me the water quality's fine. I'm at wit's end. And you're like, wow. It's kind of hard to feel bad for these people, really, because they seem to live in negative land. Again, really cool ideas. And if they were sort of working with the right mindset, they could do a lot. They must like the attention that the hobby community gives them. And they, they may never change because their arrogance won't allow it. It's a pity because, again, they could offer so much to the community with their skills. Some of these people come around. Some just stay in that negative land. Okay, I know this is sort of a negative way to start the, the day or start the week for you. But it was on my mind. And, uh, you know, I like to share what's on my mind. And I think there's a classification for people like me somewhere. <laughs> but really, that's my concise guide to the people that you'll want to avoid or maybe not so much avoid, but you want to look out for in the aquarium world. 
online or elsewhere. Sure, these are super generalizations and you could probably disagree with me on some of these and there's probably others that we can classify, no doubt. However, I think this will give you kind of a detailed warning than perhaps what you've seen before. Hopefully it can help you avoid wasting valuable life energy with people who really have nothing positive to offer and help you enjoy your hobby even more. It's In the end, it's not about doing what pleases other people or what makes you cool or part of the gang. It's doing something that you like, what you believe in. Sometimes you take risks in this hobby. Sometimes you lose. Sometimes fish die in the process. Sometimes you go down a road where people are telling you, don't do it, and you do it anyway, and you lose. And it feels bad, but you learn, hopefully. Other times you go down that road, and everybody says no, and your success comes beyond your wildest dreams. I certainly have went down some crazy dark corridors and come out in the light. It's kind of cool. you got to believe in yourself. you got to be strong and, and know that what you're doing is just as good as what anybody else is doing out there in the hobby. And there's so much cool stuff to be done. And there's so many cool people out there. So keep reaching out. Keep enjoying. Look out for those people that maybe want to steer you in the wrong direction or at least be aware of them. Stay bold, stay communicative, stay excited, stay inspired, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tenant Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tin.